welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. Uh, it's great to be here with you tonight, sharing the Word of God. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about something that I believe involves all of us, affects every single person. I believe that every single one of us is going through some kind of uh, season right now, some kind of transition. I believe that it may be all-encompassing or that it may just involve certain part of our lives. But I believe at any given time, all of us are going through some kind of transition. And it is how we react, how we respond in those moments of transition that is going to make a huge amount of difference whether we get to where we need to be. Amen? Now, I'm a father of four, and I always look for situations where I can um, you know, teach my children. And uh, just little moments that I can just capture. Because I want them to grow and develop and become all that they need to become. And uh, one day, I can even take a bad situation and turn it into a good situation. I want to confess tonight that I actually lost the plot with my kiddies not long ago. Parents, who here has ever lost a plot with their kiddies? Am I, am I alone here? Oh, yep, thank you. I'm alone from the front row, but a few other people who are honest. Thank you, I appreciate that. What about you guys over here? Have your parents ever lost a plot with you? Totally unjustified, I'm sure, I know. But I tell you, I completely lost it. We were on holidays of all places, and uh, we were coming back. It was a long drive. I was exhausted, and uh, we'd been driving for, for about eight hours, and I was hungry, and you know how bad we get when we're hungry. Uh, tired, hungry, driving for eight hours, and uh, my son says to me, Dad, I have just, because he was playing on my phone, I have just deleted all your videos. I'm driving along going, oh, I'm I heard this, and I'll tell you, my reaction was anything but godly. I slammed the brakes. I get out of the car, and I give him a mouthful. What do you mean you did all my videos? This is not our holiday videos. Everything that we've done over the holidays, this has got your concert. It's got what I did last week. It's got what I did the night before. This is inc- How could you do this? How could you be so silly? I've told you how to do it. Imagine that little pathetic little rant for about half an hour. <laughs> Just going off my tree. At my poor little boy who accidentally deleted my videos. Anyway, thank you. Yes, I'm confessing here. Help me. Pray for me. Don't judge me. Pray for me. And uh, anyway, I, I kept going. My girls were crying. I didn't care. I thought it was just collateral damage. Who cares? I'm going for it. My wife is going, oh my goodness, what's going on here? And I'm just spewing out the window. Just going, how could you? Anyway, after a little while, I stop. And then we drive on, and I don't speak to him for about half an hour. I don't speak to anyone. It's dead silent. This is, this is on holidays. Supposed to be resting and relaxing. And um, anyway, I completely forgot about the situation. I'm one of those people that when I get something off my chest, I actually forget about it. A little bit like, like God, you know, when He forgets our sins. So I'm very much like that as well. I forget people's sins. It's great. And uh, I didn't think about the situation again. Um, and this is a few weeks ago. Now, this is the, um, the real part of the story that I want to share tonight. Um, a little while ago, a few nights ago, I'm sitting in my study, and my son, we hadn't, we hadn't talked about this at all, right? 
my son comes into the study and um, he's got this picture that he's drawn and he gives it to me. And I tell him, oh, what's this, my boy? And he, said, and he says to me, Dad, I'm really, really sorry for deleting all your videos. And he hands me this picture. And I've gone, oh, wow. Thank you. I, I appreciate the apology. I look at this picture. I looked at the picture, and it's just God's grace that I didn't commit suicide. <laughs> Here's a picture of a big, angry, ugly me <laughs> with stars in the bubbles of what I was saying. Bleep, 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 right? And there he is in the back seat with his sisters with huge tears streaming down their face. Going like this. And I'm like this. And I saw this picture and I tell you, I died a thousand deaths and I thought, Jesus, help me. What do I do now? How do I get out of this? Now, here's where you're going to want to hit me, if you had not to now, because this is what I thought I'd do. I know, something, I'm going to capture this moment. I'm going to, there's something happening here. We hadn't talked about it. He was definitely feeling something at the time. So I just turned to him, and I said to him, I fought every other urge that I had. And I just said to him, my boy, it is so good that you feel so bad. And he just looked at me like, you just did bewildered. (laughs) He goes, what do you mean? But we started talking about conviction. We started talking about seeking forgiveness. We started talking about feeling bad for the things that we do. And sometimes that's how God speaks to us. And since that moment, we've had other situations where we've spoken. And he said to me, Dad, I think, I think God spoke to me today because, you know, I, I was going to do this, but it felt bad and I didn't quite do it. And I think it's God speaking to me. It was a moment. It was a moment of transition where I thought, okay, I could dote on him and just love him and break down and cry for him and say, I'm sorry for yelling or whatever. And we spoke about all those things afterwards, but it was a moment of transition I saw in his life and I thought, you know what? I can capture this moment and teach him something about conviction and repentance and what forgiveness means. And since then, he's grown in that revelation. I said to him that night, do you know what forgiveness means? And he actually said, no, not really. Oh, thanks, Mick. Children's ministry, thanks for nothing. No. <laughs> Forgiveness, little thing that they should grow up with. No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, I'm sure they've touched on it. Um, and, um, and, and I said, do, do you know what forgiveness means? And he goes, no, I don't. And I said, well, forgiveness is this. Look, when you're forgiven, it's like you've never done it. And as far as I'm concerned, you are forgiven, and it's like you've never, ever done it. We'll move on from now, and we'll make some new movies. And so we've just learned something, and we captured the moment because I want him to go from where he is to where he needs to be. And that's how God wants to treat it as well. And I believe that many people here tonight are in places of transition, but they're difficult. What I did with my son hurt me, and it hurt him, but it made a difference in his life. Transitions are difficult for many reasons. They're difficult because sometimes we want to transition, but we don't know how to. We don't know how to go about doing it. And so we don't know how to go for that job promotion or, or get that relationship. Other times we get put into a situation where we have to transition. 
And, you know, we, we don't want to be there. So we resist and we, stay, and we stay where we are instead of moving on. Other times we just forget that it's actually part of God's plan. It's part of God's plan to move us on from where we are to where we need to be, to grow us, to mature us, to strengthen us, and to actually pour out all that he has for us. But for us to be able to receive, we need to be where he needs us to be, and we need to be able to move on to there. I've got a scripture that I want to share with you which talks about this. It's in 2 Corinthians 3.18, and it simply says this, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. See, we're all always on a journey of transition, of never-ending change and progress. Even Jesus went through it. We all know the story when he was 12 years old, and uh, he got held back to teach the people at the temple. Now, I don't believe it was rebellion on Jesus' behalf. I don't believe he got lost I believe that it was a premeditated effort to make a stand and to have a significant moment of transition in his life, whereby by staying back, he revealed who he was, he revealed who he could teach. And so he stayed back. And from that moment on, we, we read that he grew in favor with man and in favor with God. It was a significant moment. Jesus went through moments of transition. We go through moments of transition, and we need to know what to do in those moments. I believe it's vitally, vitally important so that we can get to where we need to be. And so tonight, my message is simply called Triumphant Transitions, because I believe that should be triumphant. This word says that we go from glory to glory, not glory to disgrace. We go from glory to glory in God, so that we can walk into all that He has for us, because that's the kind of God that we have. But how we move on, and if we move on triumphantly, is going to depend very much on us. Amen? So tonight, I'm just going to talk about a few things that I believe are important for a triumphant transition. One of the things that I want to talk about tonight is this. It's a very simple one, but I'd like to start very simply. If you want to move on successfully to what you believe God's got for you, you need to make sure that you don't leave God behind. Don't move on without leaving God behind, because we often do. Some people right now may be in this moment of transition where they're not quite where they need to be, but maybe it's because they got there and left God behind. They didn't seek God's counsel. We do this. How would you feel right now if I said this? If I did this? Right, everyone, follow me. I heard that. Where are you? Did you hear what I said? I said, follow me. Come on, follow me. Oh, you're not moving. Wow, no one wants to follow me. Now, that looked a bit silly, but imagine you being God. And I believe that that's exactly what we do with God many, many times in our lives. We make a decision to go over here. We go, yes, God, I want to do this. And God is up there looking at you like you just looked at me going, you're an idiot, mate. You're not supposed to do that. That's not what I want you to do. That's not where I want you to be. That's not where I want you to go. We make decisions all the time. And just like you guys sitting there going, 
What the heck is he doing? That's just a bit weird. He's meant to be preaching. Someone even said, come back now. I reckon that's what God's saying to many of you tonight. Come back now. I know you moved. I know you went there, but I had nothing to do with it. I wasn't in on it. You didn't consult me. Come back now. You want to get in the right transition? We get to the right place? Seek me. Don't leave me behind. Stop seeking the counsel of your own desires, your own dreams, your own goals, even your own people that tell you what you want to do. Seek my counsel and then you'll get to the place where you need to be and from then on you will move. Right now you're stuck because you moved without seeking God's counsel and it was the wrong decision for your lives. You want to move on? Seek God. Don't leave him behind. Just this week, I was speaking to people who, dear friends of mine, who for whatever reasons, they've left the church. And I was listening to their, um, to their reasons and justifications. And I'm listening and listening. And uh, after some time of hearing some of the reasons why they moved on, I just asked them a very simple question. I just simply said to them, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, but one thing that I'm really, really keen to know is this. What did Jesus say about your decision? What has he said? And they looked at me like I was an alien. Oh, well, gee, gee, well, we think and we feel like, well, I, there was no, we've heard from God and we're moving. Now, I'm a little bit old-fashioned like that. You know, I'm not saying that everyone has to stay, you know, whatever. I'm saying, you know, people should only move churches when God moves them. That's what I believe. Simple as that. You know? And there's only one way when we know if God is moving us. It's if we actually seek him and seek his counsel. Now, these people were absolutely dumbfounded. And I said to them, well, have you asked him? How many times don't we do that? How many times do we make a decision and say, oh, well, you know, I don't know if I actually asked God. We need to be just like Jesus. Even Jesus himself always sought God's counsel. Christ himself, God come into man himself with power over life and death, with power over the elements, over storms, over raging seas, with power over the sick with power over principalities, with power over governments, with power over people. Even he, with all his power, said, I do nothing that I don't see my father do. How much more us? How much more us should we not even contemplate making a move until we've at least heard from God primarily? I mean primarily. Not consulting your fears and your desires and what you want to do, but consulting him first and not letting go. Not letting go. God wants to speak to us, but he wants to know how much we want him to speak to us. Dare we not leave God behind in the things that we want to do? So I'm just here to encourage you tonight. Maybe you're in that place where you can't quite get to the place where you want to go. Maybe you've left God behind. Maybe it's time for you to seek his counsel and not everyone else's counsel. Amen? Something else in our transitions that I think is important, and this sounds a bit weird because we're trying to move on somewhere else, but I believe we need to be able to finish well. We need to be able to finish where we've been well. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to move on. I was talking about my son before. I'm going to really pay him out tonight. Any parent will know this. I buy him an expensive toy, something he's been begging me for, you know, for days and weeks, you know, as I get, get him his Ben 10 watch, and he's playing with it, and he's loving it, and he's, oh, my Ben 10 watch, showing his friends. Then I buy him, buy him his PlayStation. See, it's a PlayStation. PlayStation, yeah, this is awesome, yeah, I love a PlayStation. Then I get, buy him the Beyblades that he wants. Beyblades! Yeah, yeah. And that's what we do with God's blessing. He gives us this, he gives us that. We chase after one thing or another and we don't finish what we start. 
We need to finish well. You want to move on? You need to finish well. We need to be able to look back in the season that you want to move on from and say, have I finished? Have I done everything that God has asked me to do? If you're stuck in your transition, it may very well be that you haven't finished all that you're supposed to do. Even like God's will for your life. People seek God's will for your life. What's God's will for my life? I think that's one of the biggest questions that most people ask. What is God's will for my life? I'm going to answer that question. Not because I'm God, but because I read the word of God. Now, some people, are, I know they're asking, God, what's your will for my life? What's next? What do you want from me? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And I'm challenging you, have you to consider, have you actually been faithful with what God has given you now? In the season that, he, that you've been through, have you actually obeyed and done everything that he's asked you to do? If you haven't, then you're not going to transition well. You're going to be stuck there because God is a God who honors his plans and his purposes. And especially when it comes to seeking his will. I just want to read you a scripture in First uh, Thessalonians 5, 16. And this answers that incredible question. Before you want more from God, before you want to move on from where you are now, before you start claiming the blessings that you believe that you deserve, listen to what the Word of God says. It says this, Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Here's the bit. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know the will of God for your life? Be joyful always. Pray continuously and give thanks in all circumstances. And I believe that when we've been faithful to that, then we should dare get before God and say, I can look back on my life and I can say that no matter what's come my way, I've got a consistency of giving thanks, of being grateful, of being joyful, of seeking you. Now, God, what's next? We need to be able to finish whatever season we've been through and finish it well. Even to the point of looking at in general, if you want to generally ask for God's will for your life, look back and have, you been have we been faithful to this? We look back on our lives and we go, well, I know that God took me through that thing. I probably should have done that, but you know, he'll understand. He'll understand, all right. But you may get stuck in that, around that same mountain over and over again until you are actually faithful and obedient with everything that he's asked you to do. So I'm asking you tonight to ask yourselves, those of you who are crying out for more of God, for more of his will, have you been faithful to this? Those of you who are crying out for more of, you know, more prosperity or more blessing or more peace, I was just talking to somebody the other day about he doesn't feel intimacy with God. He doesn't feel like you know, he's at peace with God. And yet he holds on to resentment because of things that have happened to him in the past. And I said to him, mate, you're not going to inherit the promise of peace. You're not going to inherit that beautiful intimacy with Christ until you obey. And the word of God says that you need to forgive. We need to ask him to forgive us as, um, to forgive us as we forgive others. Now, I know that's a strong one, but until that he obeys that word, I know that he's not going to be able to move on in what he's asking for. So I'm asking you tonight, if you want to move on and, and get more of God, finish well. Finish what you've done. Make sure you look back on it and say, yes, I have done all that I, that I was supposed to do. Just like Jesus hanging on the cross, being able to look down at his ministry, at his earthly ministry, and just say, it is finished. It is finished. Can we do that? 
Are we able to do that? Before we, we plead and cry out and, and see God, can we just stop for one second? If we want to transition triumphantly, can we look back and say, yes, Lord, it is finished. I've done it. Now what's next? Now I'm ready. Now I'm ready for more of you. And I'm like, then God will take you off that mountain and take you into exactly where you need to be. That's how you will transition triumphantly. That's how you'll go from where you are now to where you need to be in him. Make sure that we finish well. Amen? Something else that I believe is helpful. I'm just going from the water. Excuse me. My Ben 10 watch. Something else that I believe is crucial in our moments of transition is when to pass the tests. We will be tested. We will be tested. And those tests will often reveal to us how ready we are, how much we want, what we're after. I get tested all the time. I told you I'd give my, my, my son a hard time tonight, but I could, could get help thinking of him um, preparing for this. It's like, again, any, any good father here will know, any good parent will know that you know, it's, it's really hard keeping up with children. It's really hard to keep up with their moments of transition. It's very hard to keep up with their latest likes and wants. I can't keep up. Like they change every hour. They change every minute. And they look at me like, like I'm silly. I, the other day, I, I, we used to have this game, and every father would know this game. You know, the, the, the boy or the girl stands on the kitchen bench. You take a few steps back, and you say, okay, jump. And they pretend they're like the Superman. They jump, and they shoot bad guys while they're in the, in the air. And you pray to God that you catch them. And it's God's grace that you do catch them. And if you drop them, you thank God because mom's not around. And then you patch them up, and you give them a lot, and you say, don't tell mom. And, um, and then you just reveal yourself when you're preaching. No, it doesn't matter. But, but it's a great game. It's a great, I love doing it. And, you know, I was, okay, Superman, you know, jump on the bench. I said to my boy last week, right. Picked him up, put him on the bench, and they, let's go. And he just looked to me. I said to him, go, go. For what? <laughs> That's how I felt. I went, well, jump, you know, I'll catch you. I didn't do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay. He's moved on. <laughs> I can't keep up. I can't keep up with his changes. I mean, he's like looking at me like, oh, that's so term two. You know, it's like, oh, come on. I'm in year one now. Come on, that's, that's just not me anymore. You know? And I can't keep up. And even with my girls, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sing with them. And, uh, you know, they, they're suddenly no longer interested in the, in the wiggles. I know. I've, we've moved on from the Wiggles. I'm devastated. I love the Wiggles. They've now, and I, I want all of you guys to join in prayer with me for this, please. But my little girls, they can't even pronounce his name, but they love Justin Bieber. Help me. Please help me. No, no. Oh, please. I don't know when we went from hot potato, hot potato to baby, baby, or however that song goes. I don't know. Is that how it goes? But it's, it's they laugh. It's devastating. My little girl can't even pronounce she just goes, Lishin Biba, Lishin Biba. She's three years old, Lishin Biba. I just pretend I can't understand what she's saying. Um, she put on the bench on the jump. <laughs> but, but it's a test. As, as a parent, it's a real test to try and keep up with, uh, with your children and, and their changes and their likes. And you know what? I need to transition and I get tested all the time in that regard. And you know what? In your transition, you're going to be tested as well. All the tests will come. 
They'll come through people. They'll come through circumstances. They'll come through many, many different ways that you didn't expect it. But the tests will come your way. Don't be surprised. If you're standing in this period of transition in your life, like I said, whether it be all-encompassing or whether it be just a small aspect of your life that's in transition right now, don't be surprised. In fact, expect to be tested. Even Jesus was tested, as you know, in the desert, 40 days, 40 nights, hungry, abandoned, fighting demons, exhausted, tested physically, tested spiritually, tested emotionally. But at the end of his tests, after having stood and passed the tests, then began his public ministry. Then he was filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then out he went and outworked his incredible earthly ministry. If Christ got tested, how much not, not us will be tested? Expect him. Be ready. And here's a word from, from God for you. I, I literally feel this. Some of you feel that you are being tested. You're looking at me and I can see a lot of you going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I just want to remind you of this and take courage in this. Jesus Tested emotionally, spiritually, physically, in every way, yet smack, smack bang in the middle of God's will for his life. You may be getting tested right now. You may be at the end of it. You may be thinking, where the heck is God? I'm here to tell you right now, you are smack bang in the middle of his will for your life. You are smack bang in the middle of his hand. His hand is over you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He has not left you. And in the future, if you find periods of transition where you get tested, like, like, like Jesus did, don't ever feel that God has left you. It's part of the process. It will reveal to you that you're ready. It will reveal to others that you're ready. It will put something in you. It will strengthen you. It will, it will encourage you. It will prepare you for that next situation. So be ready for the tests. Prepare to pass the tests. And this will help in our transitions. There then comes a time when we've been tested, or I'll start from the beginning, when we've made sure that we're, we're moving in God's will, and uh, we've been able to finish the season well, and then we've stood the tests, and to go from where we are to where we need to be, there just comes a moment where we just need to step up. We simply need to step up. We need to stop waiting for that opportunity. We need to stop waiting for that moment and just simply say, well, Lord, I've done all I can do now. I am not going to wait. I'm going to step up to the plate and I'm going to start being what I believe you've called me to be. How many people here have never, have ever sang and pretended to be rock stars in front of a mirror? Anybody here prepared to actually admit to that? I know I have many, many times. I spend most of my Saturday nights doing it. I love it still. And I still listen to Wham, and I still reckon that one day I'm going to sing. I tell you, there's a pop star in me. My daughter's inherited that. And you know what? She is not going to wait until she's a recognized pop star before she starts acting like one. She develops concerts and dances and songs, and we have to sit through them night after night. And she says, now I'm going to do this dance, but it looks exactly the same as the other one. And then she's made up this song, and we sit there and we have to listen and listen and listen. And I tell you, she's not waiting until she's recognized. She is a pop star now. She even has diva tantrums. But unlike Lady Gaga, I smack that bottom and I keep going, but it doesn't matter. She is there, man. She is a pop star. Lady Natalia, Lady Vega. She loves it. 
Lady Vagaga. There we go. Lady Vagaga. Yeah, baby. No, oh, no, please, no. Don't anyone call her that when you see her, right? Lady Vagaga. Um, I just kind of see where I was going with that. Step up. She's not waiting. She's not waiting, man. She's up there. She's, she's getting into it. She's being who she believes she's called to do. And I tell you, there comes a time where you guys and where I need to say, okay, I'm not going to wait for opportunity. I'm not going to wait for the right moment. I'm going to create the right moment. And I'm going to be who God has called me to be right now. If you're single, guys, I tell you right now, start acting like you're not single. Start acting like you can lead. Start acting like you can protect. Start acting like you can provide. Start putting the toilet seat down now. Get used to it. Act like it now. Stop group texting. I've just learned about group texting tonight. I am shocked. Pick one person. Show that you love them. Show that you want them. Show that you're faithful. Show that you're man enough to go only after one person and and give yourself entirely to them. Group texting. I've learned about that tonight. Thank you. Gave me ammunition. Apparently, Apparently, for those of you that don't, all you oldies, Apparently it's when a guy likes a whole heap of girls or wants to pick up one girl, but he thinks that statistically, if he texts a whole bunch, he may get one reply. So he'll just text like 50 chicks and say, you're my one and only babe. Can I see you sometime this week? And he'll say that 50 times. Don't do that. That just shows how not ready you are for a commitment. How not ready you are for a relationship, how not ready you are to be a man who's worthy of marriage. Start being now. Start acting who you believe you are called to be right now. If you don't have a job, get out of bed, you lazy sod. Get, have a shower, have a shave, go look for work, volunteer your job, your, yourself. It doesn't matter. Act like you want to work now. You want to lead the multitudes to Christ? You want a big stage, fancy lights? Share the word of God every opportunity. Whatever it is, do it now. There comes a time where you, you must step up and not wait. That's why David, I believe, was so, so chosen by God. We don't hear about the fact that he became a king and then God developed his heart and his heart became good for God. We hear that he was chosen. Why? Because he had a heart after God. He didn't wait to become a king for that heart to be developed. He was faithful with all that God had given him to do in the past. God saw that. He realized that he was already being the man that he had been called to do. He just had a different ministry. He had sheep, but it doesn't matter. He was being faithful to that, and he was already acting like the man that God wanted him to be. It comes a time that we've wanted to transition, we have to stop waiting for that moment and actually say, okay, that's where I want to go. That's where I want to be. I've done everything else. I'm going to start being that thing right now. When to realize that in God, being precedes doing. That means that you become something that you are, not something that you're not, something that you've been. And then God will sharpen it and develop it and turn you eventually into the person that you're supposed to be. Amen? So there comes a time to simply step up. There's a whole heap more, but I think I've said, with transitions, it's a great time of building. You can really build for your future, so use, use those times. When, when you're in transition, you can evaluate where you've been and, and, and who you are. And it's, it, they, they, they can be great moments. Like, I, I love Tone's word this morning. I think it fits in so well. Be patient. Just be patient in those times. Just be patient and, and just take stock. And before you panic, before you run, as Tone said, so amazingly this morning, stay, stay. 
And I'm just, tonight I'm just saying, look, when you, in, in your staying, if, if, in, in you seeking that blessing, that, that, that next stage, that next step in God, just try and put some of these things into practice. I truly do believe that if you want to transition triumphantly, don't leave God behind. Make sure that whatever your season has been so far, make sure that you finish that stage well. You've been obedient and faithful. Make sure you pass the tests. Expect them and pass them. And then step up. Step up to the plate and say, here I am. I'll hit a home run eventually. Might not be ready right now, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to start being that man right now because I know that God has called me. Amen? Fantastic. Can we get all the musos out, please? <clears throat> I'd love to just end in prayer tonight. I'd love to just pray into this area. Um, can I ask you to stand, please? <clears throat> like I said, I, I do believe that it's something that affects all of us. I've, there are areas in my life right now that might not be all encompassing of my entire life but there are areas in my life right now that are in, uh, uh, in transition and uh, I want to get to where I am to where I need to be because I'm not there and uh, I believe it affects many of us so I just love we've heard God's word we've heard some, some of the things that we can put into practice but now we need God's spirit to come we need him to come and help us in this so can, I, can you just join me in prayer that would be awesome Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, we thank you for your incredible will, which is always good, perfect, and pleasing. And Father, we just declare tonight that we're a company of people that want to walk into your plans and purposes, walk into all that you have for us, Lord. Father, we, we recognize tonight, we take stock and we realize that to be able to get to where we need to be, we need to co-labor with you. And so, Father, we pray that tonight you would help us, that your spirit would guide us, that, Lord, you would reveal to us what it is that we need to do personally, oh, God, and of all the points that we've covered, all the things that we've heard tonight, I pray that Holy Spirit, you would just arrest us at one or two or three things that we need to work on, that we may indeed go from where we are to where we need to be. Father, we ask that this would happen, not just for ourselves, but Father, for the sake of your will, for the sake of your purposes being accomplished, Lord, for the sake of the people that you want to bless through us. So Father, in Jesus' name, give us courage, give us strength, give us wisdom, give us revelation, oh God, to go from where we are to where we need to be and so on and so on into the future until we become more and more like you from glory to glory to everlasting glory until we see you face to face and as your word promises, we become just like you. Father, in Jesus' name, help us in this journey and process. Just as our eyes are shut, just as we have this moment of prayer, I just want to make an appeal there may be some of you here tonight that have not made their ultimate transition, the most awesome, wonderful transition of all. And that's the transition of being away from God to becoming a child of the living God. That is the most awesome transition. I made it some 15 years ago. A whole bunch of people in this room also made it at some stage in their lives. And it's, it's sweet. It's the best transition that you can make. So I just want to make an appeal to you tonight. If tonight you don't know God, if you don't know who this Jesus is that I spoke about, this Jesus that came and taught us about God, taught us how to live. And not only that, he didn't just leave us there. He actually died for our sins. He paid for every filthy thing that we have all done by dying on the cross for us, spilling his blood to cover and to pay the price 
that all of our acts deserved. If you've never heard of this Jesus, if you've never given your life to him, it's simple. All you've got to do is accept him to your life tonight and make an incredible transition where you now become a child of the living God and eligible for all his blessings and inheritance. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen and God bless.